Hey friends, happy Monday. Welcome back to episode 120 of the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. Last Thursday, we talked about three mindset tips to stop being afraid of what other people are thinking or not thinking about your online coaching business so that you can overcome that fear of being judged that I don't know about you, but that was really holding me back. Like before I ever actually hit the share button on my first post about my coaching business, what was holding me back was, oh my gosh, what are other people going to think? And so if that's where you're at, go back and listen to that episode from Thursday. But once you move past that, like once you move past the fear of what are other people thinking, the next thing, the next mountain to tackle, right, is then actually posting the content, starting the business, which comes down to owning your own voice, And to take it a step further, owning the message that the Lord has placed on your heart to share with the world. I'm super excited for today's episode because I have a dear friend of mine here on the show. Her name is Natalie Blenkush. She is a messaging and marketing coach. She's also the host of her podcast, Wildly Aligned Marketing Podcast, which I will link down in the show notes. And she's on a mission to help women consistently find and attract the right clients online in a way that works really well for them because because she believes, and I agree, marketing is not this one size fits all, right? Like we have permission to color outside the lines. Natalie also believes that being yourself, it's not like this cheesy cliche, but it's actually the key to building a really strong, a really profitable online brand and online business. And today she has three tips to help you own your voice and share the message that the Lord has laid on your heart confidently so that you can grow your online coaching business. You are in for a treat, friend. I hope that you love this episode as much as I do. I know you will. Let's do it. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flopped launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt free, going on more family vacations and staying home with your kids? But right now your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month. Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach, struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. 
My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online so you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work because you were made for this. Natalie, welcome to the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Yes, absolutely. You know, so we connected. I found you. I found you um, when I was doing some research on like other women who talk about marketing, who talk about coaching. And it feels like, I don't know if you feel this, but like it feels like the online world is very big. But when you get niche down, it becomes a very small community very quickly. And I think we even have some mutual friends in this space. So I was so excited to connect with you and get to book this interview and have you come on the show. I know that we're going to be talking about how to own your voice, how to share your message with confidence, which is so important for so many reasons. We'll dive into that. But first, I'd love for you to tell the listeners who is Natalie. Who are you as a person, as a business owner, as a coach, and how did the Lord bring you to where you are right now in your business as a coach? Yeah. So I, I want to say real quick, I, I love what you mentioned about, like, once you niche down, you realize like the internet actually feels like a really small place. And I've never thought about it that way, but I just want to like reiterate what you just said. Cause I think that's a really cool way to look at the, like, when you do niche down, it can feel really overwhelming when you start a business online. Like, oh my gosh, there's just so many people out there and I feel kind of lost in the shuffle. But when you do that, all of a sudden, like you see familiar faces and you find mutual friends and that's just really cool. So I love that you mentioned that because I've never thought about it that way. Um, so who am I? Yeah. So I am Natalie Blenkush. I am a marketing coach and brand strategist. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I live in central Minnesota with my husband and daughter. Um, how I got into business is I really say that I got into business accidentally. Um, and then also got into coaching accidentally because really, um, when I started my business initially, it was back in 2018. So I'm about five years in to my journey now. And I really just wanted a way to work from home. Um, I was single parenting at the time. My daughter was, I think about two and I was finishing out my degree in nutrition, got super burnt out, realized that this was, it didn't feel like the right direction to go anymore. And so I just started leaning into, um, God in that process. And that was like a kind of a pivotal point in my own faith journey as well, where I was just really leaning into like, God, what do you have for me? You know, and not, um, having my, my faith in a box where it's like faith's over here and my life plans over here. And I was just, you know, like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe this was not the plan and that I should not go down this road. And, um, long story short, I just kind of went back to what did I used to love to do? Like when I was just doing stuff for fun and being creative and using the gifts that God had given me. And I remembered how I used to love graphic design and like messing around with coding and like, you know, anyone in like the MySpace days where like you could mess with the layouts and, and like, I used to play around with Photoshop. Um, and I actually, uh, sound super nerdy every time I hear myself saying this out loud, but I was obsessed with this website called Neopets and you could like design this whole thing in there too. And so like, 
that is what I used to nerd out on. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'll, you know, I'll get into graphic design. And I knew that that was a really great um, kind of open door and opportunity to easily start working from home. And again, in my mind, at that point, I still wasn't starting a business. I was like, oh, just kind of do this, you know, work from home gig and figure it out. Um, and so that uh, transitioned into, I, I specialized in brand design, logo design, um, kind of really fell in love with the strategy side of brand strategy and positioning yourself and um, position yourself in a way that's really authentic to who you are. And then that, you know, accidentally, as I say, led into coaching because I just realized that it was so much bigger than that. Because, um, you know, I would say at the end of the day, the, the mission that's on my heart is to help women just fully express who they are, like, of course, in their business, but also in their life. And I think that's something that's a lot easier said than done when you talk about like being yourself online a lot of people realize like, well, I don't even know, you know, like, I don't feel like I'm doing that great of a job in my life, just being my authentic self. Um, and it, it just brings up a lot of questions and insecurities and all that stuff in business. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of where I've been in a nutshell and, and my journey and there's a lot to it, but, um, yeah, I, I always love sharing kind of the journey that God's brought me on because it's always really cool to hear, how God just kind of leaves the breadcrumbs and we're just kind of taking one step at a time and it, it leads us somewhere that we never thought we'd end up going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some, a few things that like stood out to me about your story is the first thing where you were saying is that, you know, I was looking for an opportunity to work from home and you had your little girl, um, who was two at the time. And that resonates not only with me, like in the season I'm about to be in, but so many listeners, like almost every single woman that I talk to is a mom who wants to work from home and not every mom wants to work from home, but there are lots of women that want to utilize their gifts. They have a message that we'll talk about here here in a second. How do we share that message? And it's a message that has been placed on their heart by the Lord, a burden, if you will, to go out, kind of grab your microphone. That is your social media platform or your website or wherever it is that you're sharing and, and start to share your message. And I was talking with a client the other day that, you know, God, the, the word says that God gives everybody gifts and there are no gifts too small. There are no gifts too big. And we're not necessarily meant to monetize every single one of our gifts. If that was the case, I would be we would be, we would have too much on our plate. We would, if we monetized every single one of our gifts, but there are certain gifts that the Lord in his grace and his mercy allows us as women to utilize and pair it with this, the, this thing called the internet, which yeah. didn't exist decades ago, um, to be able to use the gifts to minister to other people, to serve others and to be able to be present in our homes and serve our husbands and serve our kids all while giving glory to the Lord. I just think that that is mind blowing to me. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Now, when it comes to the conversation of owning your voice, owning your message, I know that you have so many good takeaways for us to, um, you're going to share here in a little bit, but first off, can you define for us, what does that mean to you to own your voice and share your message? 
Yeah. I love this question. Cause I've never, you know, like I, I've never really thought about like, what, how would I define that? Right. And I think it's, it's just cool to think about how we define things. Um, and so I would say, you know, in terms of owning your voice and what that really looks like, I would say it's, it's really, you know, first of all, believing that you have something worth saying, and then, um, you know, really expressing that, whatever that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we were talking a little bit before we hit record that this is something that we see women in the online space yeah. wrestling with. And mm-hmm. I've had my own journey with that. Um, why do you feel that women wrestle with owning their voice? Mm. You know, I, I think it comes down to belief. Like it's an inside job, right? Is, you know, if you don't believe that you have something worth saying that people care to listen to you, um, then it's really hard to show up. Right. And so I just, you know, I think back to the first year of when I started my business, but I want to make it really clear. Like I still even have my own struggles at different times, especially when we're kind of in that place of like up-leveling as they say in business, where a lot of these insecurities and whatever can, can resurface. And so it's something that, I've had my own journey as well, like many times in business where um, it, it just kind of leads you to question these things. And so it's it's coming back to really believing that you have something important to say. And when you look around online at like the different experts that are out there, it's, it's really easy to compare yourself. And I, I remember, like I was saying, going back to my first year in business, I can so vividly remember just looking around at all the people online and I was like, man, they just like, they're so impressive and like, they just carry themselves so confidently. And it was just really easy for me to kind of hold up the way that they were showing up and the way that they would talk and even just share their message. And, and again, like their message, right. was not my message. And it was easy for me to almost use that as a measuring stick to then somehow say, um, you know, I'm falling short here. Like I'm not, I can't live up to that. Right. And so that's something that, um, I, I, I do believe that at the end of the day, it's, it's an inside job. And so the reason why so many women struggle with that is because they look around and they use that as a standard and, and almost look around too, to like, give them insight as to, well, what should I say? How should I say it? And that's something that like comes from within that comes from God that comes from you. You can't get clarity on that by looking around at how other people are doing things and how they're showing up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love what you just said. I heard that said in a, in a sermon once, um, he used the word vision, but I mean, that's essentially what our message is the Lord giving us vision for our business, for our, for our message, for our mission. And yeah. he said, you know, um, vision can only come vertically it cannot mm-hmm. come horizontally. And so if we're looking for clarity on what we're here to do, what the mission is of our business, what the assignment is to other people, and we're looking to other people for that, we're yeah. going to end up like in a circle in our hamster wheel. We're going to end up confused. Like that has to come from the Lord. And so, okay. I love so much about what you're saying. So let's dive into kind of the practicals. Yeah. How do we own our voice? How do we share our message with confidence? Yeah. Yeah. So I have kind of three, three steps, I guess, that I'll share that I I feel like are really key in this process. And one of them, I kind of already gave away um, just with, you know, starting with the inside job, right? So like step number one is you have to believe that 
what you have to say matters. Like you have to really, um, get that head to heart connect, right? We can so often like know something logically, but there's this big disconnect between your head and your heart. And so you have to really let it drop down, let that belief drop down to this place where you believe wholeheartedly that your voice matters, your words matter, you have something to say that people need to hear. Um, and so, you know, we're talking, uh, hear about like motherhood and and I see this a lot I've experienced this too where um women will introduce themselves and say like oh I'm just a mom or I you know like I I even think about one of my friends in particular and I've had many conversations with her about like kind of some entrepreneurial ideas that she has and it's almost like she um, she puts that back on herself of like, oh, but who's going to listen to me, right? And so regardless of whether you're a mom, whether you want to be a mom, you know, you're working, you're at home, regardless, it's it's easy to kind of diminish your own voice and, and say that like, oh, basically, who's going to listen to me? Um, and I've also noticed too that it, it seems like women fall kind of on one side of the spectrum or the other in terms of either growing up, hearing the message, telling themselves the story that they're not enough, or on the other side of it, telling themselves that they're too much. And so they feel like that's the message that they've received. And either way, um, that can be a huge hindrance as well with really like speaking up and sharing your message. Again, this, this can be um, in life, but thinking about in business specifically, because if you've got that voice playing in the back of your mind. Oh, you're not enough. Well, now you are looking around again. Like, like I shared, that was part of my journey where I was looking at, you know, different people who just seem so confident and so knowledgeable. And I was making that mean that I wasn't enough. And I've also had clients on the other side where, you know, they feel like, um, I am too much. Like I am outside of the box. I am just different and I don't fit in here. And again, they're, they're making it mean they're looking around using that measuring stick to say that they're, they're too much and they need to tone it down. Um, and so it's, you know, I, I think it's really important to give yourself permission to like fully be who God created you to be. And, um, you know, regardless of whether you feel like that message of not enough or too much resonates, I definitely fall more so on the side of, uh, even still in moments now, um, having to remind myself, like I am enough. Right. And, and theologically, we're not going to get, get into all of that, but it's just, again, like I've seen that women kind of either pick up one message or the other and, Either way, I think it's equally um, important to just let yourself be like, this is who God created me to be. I am not going to hold back any parts of myself. And that's, that's one question that I think is really great to ask yourself with, you know, like this, this whole point of believing that what you have to say matters and your words have an impact is thinking about like, is there a part of yourself that you're holding back or not allowing to be fully expressed? Yeah, absolutely. So true. And like you said, you know, we could go down a theological rabbit hole Mm -hmm. for the next two hours on this, but skim the surface of it. Yes. If you are feeling unqualified, whether Mm -hmm. that is, Hey, I feel too much. I grew up people telling me I was like over the top. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe you were the kid in class where you got, you got in trouble by your teacher and scolded all the time for talking too much, you know, things like that. I get it. You know, like you're a teacher, you need to conduct your classroom. But at the same time, right. I wonder how many kids 
where that's like where it started. Like all that to say, you know, if, if, if you're feeling unqualified, again, maybe you feel too much, maybe you feel not enough, like realize that you're in great company, Noah, Abraham, Moses. If you're feeling unqualified, that's kind of the point. Um, God, that you're, there's that saying, like, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And that's a, that's a very, it's a blanket statement to, it's very generalized statement for something that we could go into for three hours, but that's the point. Mm -hmm. And so maybe, you know, us feeling unqualified doesn't have to be something that we have to sit in like this, like scary place in, but realize, Hey, maybe that's actually the strength and the reason why I was called to do this thing. So right. that's really cool. Okay. I'm here for this. Give us number two. Yeah. So number two is very much an extension of that, which is, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about you. Right. And so remembering that it's not about you and like you just, you know, beautifully summarized, like, you know, all of us experience that feeling of being unqualified somehow. Um, and so it's like, in order to get past that, in order to move past that, um, the, the feelings that you may have, it's shifting your focus. And so, you know, I have personally experienced, and I've seen this in many of my clients as well, like our fears are magnified when we are focusing on ourselves. And so when you're able to turn it around and be like, okay, I'm going to serve, I'm going to show up. People need to hear my message. Um, it just, it helps you shift out of like, get out of the rut that you're in basically, because you just kind of spin your wheels and get stuck in this place when you're thinking about yourself constantly. Um, and the more that you can, again, shift your focus to serve and shift your focus specifically to the people that you've been called to serve right in, in your business, like God called you to do this thing, whatever it is to use your gifts, but he also called you to specific people. And that's something that anytime any one of my clients is, um, excuse me, in this, in this place of, you know, questioning, does anyone want to work with me or is anyone listening? That's something that I always remind them is like, I know without a shadow of a doubt that God's called you to serve specific people. And so that's something that you can rest in and also something to hold on to in those moments where you might feel yourself kind of going back to that place of, thinking about yourself, (laughs) you know, like the, the insecurities and the questions and, and, um, I forget where I heard this, but it's making me think of the saying, I just remember hearing someone say at some point, like other people don't think about you as much as you think they do. And, you know, like, it's really helpful to remember that. And so again, just, just shifting your focus, um, to the people that you're called to serve. And so one, like really practical, way that I think you can do that. I'm a really big fan of journaling. Um, so sometimes I'll, I'll give my clients the, the exercise of just like free write and write about that person that you're called to serve and like, where are they at right now? So that you can really get grounded in like, why do they need my support? Why do they need my message as a whole? Um, where are they at right now? Even thinking about like, again, really practically speaking here, so many of us Um, you know, coaches specifically where we are helping others, helping women or our clients through something that we've, we've personally gone through in some aspect, going back to even that place and being like, okay, when I was in this place, how was I feeling? What was I experiencing? Why did I need this? Like, how can I be that person that I wish I had on my journey? And so it's, um, you know, I, I spoke about that 
that head to heart disconnect where we can kind of logically know that it's not about us logically know that yes, we're solving a problem with our business and it's about service. But when you really drop that down into your heart and you can think about, you know, why do women need my support? Why do they need my message? It's going to ignite that, that fiery, you know, passion inside of you that's going to help you override the discomfort, right? Because so much of business is getting used to the discomfort, but also we need to, um, we need to keep that fire going that, that just drives us forward. And that I really believe is service, right. And serving others. Oh, that was so good, Natalie. So many golden nuggets that you just said to just kind of like pick apart, like one of a hundred gold pieces that you just said, going back to service and it's not about us. And, you know, I think back, you know, Hey, where is this shown biblically where, well, the entire Bible is about, I mean, service. I mean, right. I mean, we could come through countless stories. I think about the disciples oftentimes because they were people that felt unqualified. I mean, like there was a fisherman there. I mean, people, there was a tent maker. There was people they probably didn't feel, and they were walking with Jesus, like who knew every ounce of scripture and understanding and like was there when the heavens were created and the earth. And yet he called them to do greater works than Mm -hmm. even he did and to go out and like tell the nations. And they probably felt so unqualified. They probably, they, I mean, because when you compare yourself to Jesus, everybody's going to fall short on that one. And yet they didn't allow that insecurity to consume them because they were more focused on what's my assignment and how am I here to, sh- how am I, how have I been placed here to show up for another person? And so everything that you're saying is just echoing what the Lord already told us, which is again, like just such a fruit of the spirit of you and probably such a blessing to your clients. So I, I love that. What a great point, taking the focus off of us, putting it onto other people and, and ask yourselves, like you said, you know, thinking back to our own transformation, what, how can I, what can I give somebody that I wish I had had? How can I make their journey smoother? or go a little faster because maybe they are not going to go down every single bunny trail that I just went down. That's so good. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one, one other thing that comes to mind too, is you'll hear a lot of people. And I've said this myself as well, um, say like, even if I just help one person. Right. And I think that sounds really great, but then we can easily lose sight of that. And like, especially once you get in the flow of like, you've got your business set up, you're serving clients, you're marketing, you're trying to bring in more clients, serve your existing clients, like just the day-to-day of running a business. It's easy to lose sight of like, yeah, but what if, what if this post that I put out doesn't actually land me a client, but it helps one person and it's exactly what they need to hear today to move forward or to get clarity or whatever. Like we can easily lose sight of that and it sounds great, but then we have to actually apply that and like, hold on to that. So yes, yes. Service is like such a huge piece of that. Um, so that was number one so, or number two. So number one was believe that what you have to say matters, right? Um, number two, remembering that it's not about you. And then number three is something that I'm really big on, which is embracing messy action and starting to use your voice, right? (laughs) As you're doing the praise hands, I love it. Um, So this is where like you have to start 
moving forward. And, and the, the saying that's coming to mind is God can't move a parked car. And so like, you have to start doing stuff. Right. And I, I get that it can be scary to start sharing your message. And gosh, I think about, um, common situations that I encounter with my clients, they feel like, well, where do I start? Or like, I need to get ready and like, just get my message ready so that I can show up or I need to get these pieces in place. And I'm like, just start posting, just start putting your message out there. Right. Um, and I, I think that, um, I have seen this to be true again for myself and my clients so many times where it's like, if you are overwhelmed with, um, just starting to just simply embrace the messiness, right? Like make that your motto of I'm going to embrace imperfect, messy action. And even if it's not up to par with what I would like it to look like, I'm going to do it anyways and know that the growth comes in that. And also know that even in your messiness, even when you feel like, man, I don't feel super great about that live video or podcast. And I kind of want to go delete it because I like raising my hand. I still have episodes where I put out a podcast episode and I'm like, oh, that just, that wasn't my best, but whatever. I know it's still going to serve people um, knowing that it's still making an impact. Right. And so that's something that um, I, I talk about all the time, embracing messy action, because, you know, we, we can't get caught up in um, making it look a certain way. It's just focusing again on service and impact. Like as long as you're moving forward, you're serving, you're, you're, um, putting value out there as, as people like to say, um, in the online world, you're making an impact. Um, and so thinking about like how you do that, right. Um, I think practically speaking, um, it's great to even just think about like speaking up more in your life first of all. And so if this is something like I think about the woman who is just starting to post online and start her business, and she's kind of in that, like getting the initial momentum phase. Um, one thing that I started doing when I was in that place was just like, am I speaking up in real life as well? I still have to practice this too. Um, but like doing that in real life. Right. Um, and then as you start to show up in your business, right. I, I think something that's really helpful is, um, just gaining clarity. Um, I have definitely seen that, um, much like fears can be magnified when we're focused on ourselves. Fears also seem to come up more when we are unclear as to what we're saying to begin with. Right. Um, and so, you know, you and I are both in the podcasting world and I've, I've interviewed a few women lately that it was their very first podcast interview ever, which was super fun for me to kind of give them that honor of having their first ever podcast. And it was very interesting for me to see that process of beforehand, them kind of feeling like the nerves, right. Of, speaking on a podcast for the first time, but I was just reminding them, like, you know, your stuff, like you've got, you know, you know what you're going to say. And just seeing that, um, the, the fears kind of melt off of them as they started speaking up and sharing their message. And it's like, you know, your stuff, right. Um, and coming back to the fact that, um, when you talked about like the, the vision, the clarity for your message comes, um, can only come vertically, not horizontally. Like God's put this stuff inside of you, you know, your message, right. But to get clear on that, um, is something that's really helpful. And so as someone who does a lot of messaging, um, and marketing strategy, something that I help my clients with a lot, and I've seen to be really beneficial for like kind of tactical stuff is to identify what your content pillars are. Um, 
and everyone approaches this differently, but I just kind of, as a, a general, um, I like to say three to five um, kind of big categories or topics that um, capture the heart of your message. So I look at this as there's this big umbrella of what do you want to be known for in your business, right? Like you have this mission that's on your heart. You have this message you want to share. That's the big umbrella. What do you want to be known for? And then underneath that is three to five topics or categories of the things that you're going to be frequently talking about. So for me, you know, the big umbrella is um, helping women, right, own their voice, share their message, find their people online. But under that is I've got like personal branding. I've got um, like the clarity on their messaging and content creation and then like the marketing and visibility strategies. So there's those pieces under there that are like the nitty gritty. Um, And when you're clear on those things, it makes it that much easier to show up because you know, okay, these are kind of my things that I'm going to be talking about. And again, like it's, it's almost like creating a path of least resistance because if you think back to like giving a speech in school, (laughs) middle school, high school, college, whatever, um, if you did not know what you were talking about, unless you're one of those magical unicorn people that I was always jealous of who could just get up there and riff. I was not one of those people. As long as I knew my stuff, like I had rehearsed it, like these are the three things that I'm talking about. Yeah, I would feel nervous. But once I got up there, I would get into the flow of like, okay, I know what I'm talking about. And so it's just kind of like a, a framework to fall back on. And it, it removes a little bit of the resistance. There's always going to be some, right. Um, again, like talking about the discomfort here, but having those pillars clear so that, you know, like generally kind of what you're talking about is going to remove a little bit of the resistance and help you embrace that messy action and start speaking up and sharing your message. Massey action. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Um, cause that's so true. So many people and particularly women, I feel, um, experience perfectionism and feel like unless this thing is perfect, I am not stepping out. I'm not doing the thing. If I don't see every single little step of the journey, I'm not even going to take my first. And I, it, it's a, it's like confirmation that we're, that you brought this up today. I just saw a sermon yesterday where the pastor just bluntly said, I'm tired of church people blaming God for a lack of results because of your inactivity. And he mm-hmm. said it really bluntly, but the truth is that many Christians are more comfortable waiting than they are taking action. And believe me, there is a season for waiting. If you Mm -hmm. are moving when God told you to wait, that is disobedience. But recognize that if you are waiting and God told you to move, that's also disobedience. And that's a really, like, I'm wanting to say this with so much compassion and grace because friend me too, like I'm raising my hand. Y'all can't see me, but I'm raising my hand me too, because I desire to put my best foot forward. I want to, to put excellence out there. And I, and that comes from a really great place, but if it's hindering our assignment, therefore hindering the service of other people and what we were called to do, that's when it starts to become a problem. And so thank you, Natalie, for bringing that up, that we have to embrace the messy action and not, 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 um, not laziness, not, um, not sloppiness, but realizing this doesn't have to be perfect in order to put it out there, whether that is your first offer or your first piece of content, or the first time, like you said, getting on a podcast or doing a live, it doesn't have to be perfect. You will never graduate from refining your craft. 
Like that's, mm. that's why you will always continue to get better and better and better. Like, you know, we would all love for like the, the very first time a surgeon does a surgery, we would love if he was absolutely perfect. But the reality is that like surgeons are continually getting better at their craft. And, but that doesn't mean that they just never step into the operating room. Like they prepared, they went to medical school, they, they, they did their residency. Um, and then they stepped in and they did, they took the first step and you better believe that they were probably nervous the very first time they walked into a surgery. And, you know, I'm using this just as an example, but it's the same thing here in the coaching space. You're probably going to be nervous the first time you get it up and do your first podcast episode or sign your first client. But recognize that like, that's okay. You Mm -hmm. like, you were not meant to feel 100% solid every step of the way, because then there would be no reason for you to depend on the Lord. So I think that is perfect. So the first one, can you just summarize those three steps for us real quick? Yeah. Yeah. So number one was believing what you have to say matters. So really, um, you know, believing that you have a voice period, right? Like you have to do that inside work first before you can start speaking up. And so really, um, really embracing that and giving yourself permission to be fully who God created you to be right. You're not, um, uh, I'm not going to say a double negative here, right? You're not, not enough. <laughs> You're not too much either. Um, but just allow yourself to be who God created you to be. And then number two, remembering that it's not about you. So keeping your sights focused on service and who are the people that need you, right? Because again, part of your calling to business is not that it's not like God calls you to do something and to be a coach or be an online business owner. And then he's like, Oh, oops, actually no one needs this. Like, no, (laughs) there's people that he's specifically assigned for you to call and no one can take away those clients from you. You don't have to fight for them. They are out there. Um, which we talked about the obedience piece, right? You do have to show up and, and be available to them. Um, but remembering that it's not about you. And then number three is embracing the messy action. So figuring out what is my message? What am I talking about? And then starting to create posts or hit live or record podcast episodes and, and use that voice and share that message, um, so that it can get out there and, and create that impact that it's meant to. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Natalie, this is so good. So good. And I love that you brought so much practicality to the table to talk about something that can feel elusive. Like, yeah, like it can feel abstract to talk about our message and confidence and owning our voice. And I love how you brought tangible steps to something that is an abstract concept. So thank you so much for that. Can you please tell the listeners where they can find you and hang out with you more. Yeah. So I have a podcast, like I mentioned, my podcast is called wildly aligned marketing and Cami, you're going to be coming on my podcast too. So that's going to be super fun. Um, yeah. So wildly aligned marketing, you can find that podcast anywhere anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, I also love hanging out on Instagram um, and you can find me at natalie.blendkush and I'm sure we'll have the the link in the show notes as well. Um, so those are the best places to, to come and connect with me. And I always love inviting people to just go, like, if you loved this message, like go send me a DM on Instagram. And I love, love hearing about it. It's, it's, I'm sure it's the same for you, Cammie. Like that's one of my favorite things ever is getting to like podcast listeners to identify themselves. Like, Hey, you love this episode. Tell me, you know, I want to, I want to see your face and connect with you and hear what stuck out to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the thing is about podcasting is it's a, it's a one-way conversation. 
you know, you're putting your earbuds in and I'm talking to you in your earbuds, which is great. I love it. That's what I'm here for. But the only way I know, A, did you like it? B, did you find it helpful? And C, who are you? Is it you either leave me a podcast review or you come and slide into my DMs and tell me that, hey, you listened to this episode and here's how uh, the Lord ministered to your heart through it. So yeah, like Natalie and I can both say that we love hearing feedback from you. We love hearing your takeaways. And so please don't hesitate to slide into our DMs. They are open. So Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I can't wait to be on yours next. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. Hey coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.